The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 42, where we're going to be talking about launches and more specifically how to map out or plan for your launches. I'm super pumped to share this interview with y'all because this business owner and I are very much one in the same. Um, She has a a lot of similar expertise as I do. Um, She probably is even potentially better than me. But anyway, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. All right, y'all, let's dive deep into launch mapping. Hey, y'all. I am super, super excited to share this guest with you today. Nicole has just an awesome agency and an awesome mind, and it's just filled with so much goodness and knowledge. And so it's really going to be a great interview. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Good. I'm glad to have you as well. So let's go ahead and just start off by having you shoot us a couple of details about you and your business. Sure. So um, my name is Nicole and um, I run a project management agency. It's a boutique boutique agency and we help um, online entrepreneurs launch um, online programs and funnels and help with their team and um, really managing everything from A to Z. And so I also help um, service providers out there who are looking to become online project managers get into that space and also help um, service providers in general really um, love their businesses, whether it's setting up boundaries or systems or hiring and delegating. Um, I really, you know, love to um, help other service providers like myself just enjoy their business to the, like, I guess to the best that they possibly can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I yeah. Love that. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive into the juicy stuff. So we're going to be talking about how to use Asana to manage your launches like a CEO. So kind of describe maybe it was, it, what it was like before, you know, you may have always had a system in place, but maybe, um, before your clients have a system in place and you come in and you're like, holy bananas, like what's happening? (laughs) Sure. So that's a really good question. So first off, like I did not always have a system in place, um, (laughs) which is hard to believe because I, I am especially being, you know, having a project management agency, people Mm -hmm. often think like, oh my gosh, you must be the most organized person ever. And I, how I feel about systems is that, you know, sometimes you have to have things get a little bit messy before you know, even like what system that you actually have to implement. Yep. So I can talk a little bit about my business and then also like systems for my client and Asana for my clients. But, you know, in my own business, I didn't have, have a system at all. You know, I would use, um, I would use systems for client launches. I would use Asana, Google drive. Um, you know, there's like different, different types of software that we'll use. But when it came to my own business, 
I would like start in a, on a system and start laying out a project in Asana and then get so bogged down by client work that I would actually just like delay the project and it would never get started. And so therefore mm. I would like never use the system. I think I drove my VA nuts because I'm like, <laughs> we're using Asana. It's happening. Right. Right. And then, you know, I'd, I'd sign on another like client or two or someone was launching and it just, it never happened. So, right. um, so before I used Asana, you know, I kind of didn't really have a whole lot of projects going on. I was really mm -hmm. working in other people's yeah. businesses. And, and what's happened is that the reason why I started setting up um, Asana in my own business is because I actually am starting to do more of my own projects for my own business. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also really seeing like the different ways that you can use Asana, not only for me to manage my own projects, but also, you know, that now that I have several agency clients really making sure that, you know, everything's set up for them. So making totally. sure that, yeah, making sure that I know when their contracts are coming up, um, when to schedule calls with them, um, knowing that contracts have been signed. If I give them one thing I love to do with clients is bonus them, um, you know, when they either when they get started or if they continue working with me. So making sure that that's all set up mm -hmm. um, and really also knowing that some of these things will be delegated to my assistant. So to make sure that, you know, she knows what's actually going on. Um, and I kind of see the same thing for clients too. A lot of the clients I work with now, um, pretty much do have, um, Asana as their project management tool. Um, however, there's definitely different ways that you can use Asana based on your business and your projects. Totally. And so sometimes when I come in, you know, there may be a better way to use the system. And a lot of times we have to really like talk as a group to figure out like what some of the problems are before we can actually fix it. But that. Totally. But that's good. Like what I said, you know, sometimes you have to let things get a little bit messy before you even know what you need to, to implement. Yep. hundred percent. And let's go ahead and just, um, give us your, um, description of like what Asana is, um, just so that people have a, a good idea. Sure. Yeah. So Asana is a project management system and you basically can go in, you can set up different projects in your business. And sometimes I get the question, like, what do you consider a project? So mm -hmm. a project could be, really anything that needs to get done in your business. It could be something small, like maybe you're trying to set up, um, you know, a social media, um, a so social media plan. Um, maybe you are starting a website or a new website. Maybe you're starting a podcast. Um, it could be something as large as a seven figure online program launch that you're looking right. to do, you know, with multiple, um, with multiple team members and multiple systems and, um, multiple aspects. Um, so Asana basically allows you to go in to set up these different projects to actually put in tasks. So what needs to get done and then have a date assigned to each task and a person so that people, no matter if you have a team of just yourself or a team of 15, everyone knows what they need to do and when it needs to get done. And then there's also features where you can, you know, comment and engage within each task. So if there's questions, you can contain it all within that task. And then you can, you know, attach documents and that sort of thing. But that's kind of my Yes. general overview of Asana. Yes. And I use Asana and it is glorious, glorious, glorious. And, um, and also the best part is it's free for, I think up to 15 team members, which also is really great. And I yeah. like never want them to change that and will cry if they do. Yeah. I, I will still be, I will be paying them, but it is what it is. So, yeah. Um, you know, but, what's really nice about it is that, you know, I've seen 
you know, clients who are just getting started really in the online space using Asana and they get in the free version. And I've seen clients who've been in business for 20 years in the online space who have, you know, multiple programs and different streams of revenue that are using Asana as well. So what I really like about it is that it's accessible for people who are, you know, starting out or maybe aren't, you know, as like, uh, advanced in their business. Um, I don't really like to use the word advanced, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, working on maybe like one or two projects and it also works for business owners that are managing, you know, 10 projects at a time. Yeah, totally. Totally. Love that. Okay. So then what finally drove you to take the mess and put a process in place? Yeah. So I think for myself, what was happening is, um, things, you know, I grew really. Mm. And I wanted to start, um, really doing some of my own, um, my own offerings, like my own programs. I started as, as a a project manager and worked, um, you know, in other people's businesses and ended up growing a team of project managers to help support them. And, um, you know, things just became a little bit bigger and with that a little bit more complicated. So I felt like I finally had the space that I needed in my business to focus on, you know, creating some of my own, um, programs. And, and when I say offerings, like I've always had, um, direct client offerings. So like done for you project management services. But what what I'm talking about is really, you know, creating smaller products and funnels and programs for my own business. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, what was happening is that, you know, I really was looking to start launching some of these other projects and realized, okay, like this is the space where I can use Asana. And then what happened is that I slowly realized, actually, I can organize my agency better in Asana as well. Um, you know, there's a better way to track because as we start adding on projects, whether they're for, pro- for clients or my own business, th- it's easier for things to get lost or forgot, forgotten about. Um, oh, yeah. and my brain, I always say lives like in my calendar or in a Google doc, like my friends know this, my yes. <laughs> clients know this, you know, if it's not like written down in somewhere, chances are that I will totally forget about it. So, um, you know, just to be able to have that reference point is, is so helpful. And so that's really what drove me to put a better process in place, um, was that we were growing there were more people, there were more people and also more pieces to keep track of. And I just couldn't keep it in a brain and a Google doc wasn't, wasn't working. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you outgrow a Google doc pretty quickly. (laughs) I mean, I love them. I still, but you know, there has to be like, especially when you're communicating with people and things get changed or adjusted having it in something like a system like Asana just makes it easier for everyone to keep track of. And I also think um, that it's easier to delegate, you know, even if I'm still doing some of the things in my own business, like maybe for my agency or for some of my programs, if I can create tasks for me to do it. So I go in and I see what's coming up for the day and I check them off the list. Then if I do bring someone else on in, it's all documented. So I know and they know, okay, this is actually the step-by-step process that I used to do this. So now you have that step-by-step process too. Yes. It, it just, yeah, I'm a super forgetful person, just generally speaking. So I agree with you that if it's not written down, it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> because... Isn't that funny? And do you feel like people like think that you just 
like can remember everything because right. I get that all the time. And all I'm just like, Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think that, but that's not exactly what's happening. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely written down somewhere. So that's just well, how that's it has why to happen. Systems. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, all right, cool. So go ahead and start to walk us through the steps um, that you took to create this process of managing your launches in Asana. Sure. So the way that I, I started was just thinking about, okay, like what are the repeatable processes that we're using um, that should be documented? Because basically every time we do this, I'm having to remember what it is that we did last time. And there's really no need to do that anymore. And that's the point of creating a system. So what we looked at was like any process that would happen. So for a launch, um, what you might have is Um, you know, if you have a membership community, let's say it's a lot of people are doing Facebook groups now with their program. So there may be like an onboarding sequence. There may be, um, posts that you post in your Facebook group every week. Um, and a lot of these things can be scheduled ahead of time. So what is the process for this? You know, what has to be created ahead of time? And then, you know, what are some things that maybe you could, you know, set, um, a reoccurring task for maybe for one of your team members, or maybe just for yourself to remember to go schedule something or create something. Mm -hmm. Um, other things in launches are really like breaking down every aspect. I get a lot that sometimes business owners feel like because they have a marketing plan, they have a project plan Mm -hmm. and those things are very, (laughs) those, and you know what I mean? Those things are very different. So I've talked to people before and they're like, well, I already have my plan in place. I don't, I think I just need you to come in and manage it. And I'm like, okay, well, where's your plan located? And they're like, oh, it's, it's in this chart. And I look and, you know, it's kind of like a mind map or something where they're like, yeah, you know, this is the funnel. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's great. And that's actually what we do need to get started. But after you have that, after, you know, you're doing a challenge or after, you know, you're doing a series of lives or after, you know, you're doing a webinar, what is every single thing that needs to happen in order for you actually to deliver it on time. Mm -hmm. And so this is where it can get a little boring and tedious for some. It tends to excite me at times, (laughs) Is that you know, and for Jordan probably as well, is that you go through and you're like, okay, I'm doing a webinar opt-in. What is everything that needs to happen in order for this to get done? I need to create copy for the opt-in page. I need to have someone design it. I need to have someone hook it up to you know, my email marketing system, I need to have a thank you page, I need to have an autoresponder. And so really thinking through all of these steps, and then starting to put together some dates for those things. What I really like to do is work backwards. So I always work back from okay, if we have this live date, then how many days do we need for testing? And then back from that. So after we've tested, and we give however many days we need for that, what's like the next piece and how long does that take? And so, um, that is really the process that I use and my, my project managers use when we go into clients' businesses and even mapping out my own launches is, you know, you start with that marketing strategy, you break down all of those pieces and then you figure out, okay, like, are there any other repeatable processes that are going to happen either during the launch or maybe even to fulfill the program itself that I can document now so that we don't forget about it. Yep. hundred percent. Cause I think <clears throat> you're right that people think, Oh, I do have a plan. You know, I'm going to run Facebook ads. I'm going to do a challenge. Challenge going to lead to a webinar, the webinar, I'm going to sell something and I send a follow-up sequence and then that's it. 
Yeah. And it's like, that's lovely. That's mm-hmm. like five things out of maybe the like 356 <laughs> that need to be done. Right. Um, so it's, it's a great place to start. Um, and I agree that a lot of people tend to get overwhelmed in the planning because there are, okay, I don't even know what has to happen for a webinar to go off smoothly, or I don't even know what needs to happen to run a challenge in a Facebook group or, or whatever else. And so, you know, that stuff can be, um, somewhat daunting and scary. It's just, it's, it's sort of like, well, what are the, what are the things that I do know I need? And then you can kind of fill in the gaps, um, from there is basically how, how I help with it too. So yeah. And I think, you know, there's this, there's this idea that if you are planning and not taking action, you're wasting time. And I mm-hmm. really feel the opposite. Um, there's yep. a quote, um, and I think it's by, what is his name? Brian, um, Brian Tracy, um, that says every minute you spend planning saves you 10 minutes in execution. And, um, I love that because I totally get, I think, you know, for some people it's very easy to get stuck in planning. So I understand the idea that, you know, you do eventually need to take some action, but if you spend even just a few hours of like focused planning time, it will save you so much time in the end and time is money and, and money in general, because what will happen is that you're going to start making, if you don't spend enough time planning, you're going to start making uneducated decisions. And that may be costly. It could be hiring someone before you know if that's actually what you need, right? Because you don't have a plan in place. Um, you know, there's lots of things that, that happen. Um, and it also, you know, I think another thing that comes up with launching a trigger, launching can be kind of a trigger word to some people, um, which I totally get, but you know, it's like, do you want your launch to be extremely stressful or do you want it to go Uh slow? Right. And so obviously there's always going to be unforeseen challenges that come up with launching and really anything for that matter. However, if you take the time to put together a plan and make sure to run it past whoever's involved, whether it's you and your VA or you and your 10 or 15 person team, then it allows you to have more flow in your launch and for less things to, to go wrong because you're getting feedback oh, yeah. at a time as opposed to getting in there and being like, Oh crap, I just, we totally missed this. And of course oh, yeah. there's times where those things may happen and you know, you go through all of the right steps and there's still something that pops up. However, less fires will come up. Um, the more that you really spend in like that planning phase and the more that you utilize tools like Asana to map everything out. Oh, yeah. I I think people have this mentality of, well, what's the point of planning? Because people always talk about how things go wrong in your launch. And it's like, yeah, but do you want to have time to actually deal with what's going wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, Or do you want to have not only what's going wrong, but also what like needs to happen for the next step of your launch to move forward? Like it's it's (laughs) giving you the space during your launch to deal with the fires that are going to happen. Um, and sometimes Absolutely. people just think, well, if the fires are coming, I like, what's the point of planning? And it's like, that is not a healthy mm-hmm. way of looking at it. <laughs> right. And also, you know, like I kind of think that it's a, it's one informs the other. So your marketing right. strategy, I like when people come to me with a solid, solid marketing strategy, cause then right. I know, okay, I can actually spend the time detailing this out. However, Especially if you have, 
you know, a smaller team and maybe you're doing some of the implementation as well, like is your marketing strategy and the time frame that you actually want to launch this reasonable? Because once you actually plan everything out and detail all of the tasks and everything that you have to do and everything that your team needs to do, you may look at it and think, holy crap, I do, I'm saying crap a lot in this, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm it just, is what it is. I'm passionate about yes. this. Um, you know, it, maybe I need to rethink my strategy because if I'm, you know, I talk a lot about like, you know, thinking about how you actually want to feel when you're running your business mm-hmm. and how you actually want to feel when you're launching. And if you're mm-hmm. looking at your goals for this year and you're thinking, yeah, I want everything to come to me with ease and I want to things to be simple. And you look at your 350 line, you know, project plan in Asana, maybe you want to do things differently. And sometimes it's not until you actually map all of that out and realize really what goes into all of the decisions that you're making, um, that you actually can shift what your strategy is a bit to make it better for you. And it was, I want to mention it was Brian Tracy who quoted that. Um, so yes, thank you, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, well, good. Yeah. That that's, it's really clear. I, I agree with the working backwards to, you know, if you know that your launch date is in is October 11th or whatever else, then you can work backwards however many months and figure out, okay, it's going to take us how long to build these different pages. It's going to take us how long to write the copy, to design, um, to build the product sometimes, um, you know, and so making sure that you can hit that launch date is important. So, um, mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's a really good good way to look at it. Uh, so we're going to get into the last few questions. Uh, what was your best financial investment in business? Ooh, I like this one. Um, definitely hiring a coach. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, and that's something that I, that I talk to my clients about too, is making sure that before I work with clients, I make sure that they have a mentor. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be quote unquote a, a coach, but there needs to be someone that is mentoring them. I believe that everyone, no matter if you are a business owner or you work in a company, you need to have a mentor. You need to have someone who is helping you grow because that's the only way you will grow. And so the best financial investment I have always made in my business are my coaches and mentors. Yeah, I think that's good. I agree with you. Uh, (laughs) What was your worst financial investment in business? Oh boy. Okay. Well, all right. Cause I'm thinking of two things. I'm thinking of just something that always comes up. It wasn't like my biggest financial hit, but I'm going to mention it because especially since this is a systems conversation. Yeah. So when I first started in my business, I was kind of trying to figure out what it was that I needed. And the reason mm-hmm. why I really feel now that you sometimes have to things have to get a little bit messy before you can figure out what system you need is because if you rush into implementing a system in your business before you need it, you probably aren't picking the right system and you're probably wasting your money. And maybe this is different because maybe they talk to you, Jordan, and you are like, actually, this is what's coming up and this is the recommendation and the right move for you. But when you're trying to figure it out for yourself, you, you end up, it can be costly. And so I invested in a program called, uh, well, it was like a contact management system. And it was, I think, like $50 a month or something. And at the time, I was just starting out in my business. And I'm glad I did it because I'm glad, you know, everything, I don't really believe in 
and, and mistakes or, you know, regrets really. And it really wasn't, I mean, like in the scheme of things, it was like 50 bucks a month. So it wasn't something that was, that was a huge financial hit, but I did learn about it because I realized that I had no business spending money on the system because I wasn't using it. And then when I wasn't using it, I was spending time feeling badly that I wasn't using it. And it just was like silly. So I say that because it wasn't necessarily like I've probably made investments in things that just haven't gotten the return I've wanted. But when it comes down to the worst financial investment, I would always say it's just like starting in on something systems wise before I need it. I actually really like that one because I actually tend to agree with you. I think that a lot of people, especially when it comes to software, uh, hear what, what's the best out there? What is the biggest, most beautiful, bestest thing? Um, mm-hmm. And they purchase it and they're spending a lot more a month than they need to because one, they're usually using less than 5% of whatever that software is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just unnecessary. Um, so I think that it is like start where you are and you can always build up. You can always buy that system or that software when you need it. Um, mm-hmm. And so definitely I'm a big believer in start where you are, um, especially with systems and, and all of that um, and kind of growing along with your business. Yeah, is it annoying to switch email softwares? Yeah, oh, is it annoying to make sure that all of your lead pages make it to your you know, custom WordPress pages. Yeah. But it's also just like, you don't need to, to worry about building custom WordPress opt-in pages, um, at the beginning of your business. So, you know, just buck up and use something that's like, you know, if you're going to be using it enough, then lead pages for $37 or whatever else. Um, so I think, I think that is a good worst financial investment to to bring up. Yeah. Sure. And I love that. Start where you are. I mean, you could apply that to a lot of things, not just totally. business, but totally. just, yeah, start where you are. And I always try and think to myself, how can I make things more simple? Amen <laughs> to that. I actually read mm-hmm. a really good book. Um, it's called why simple wins mm. by um, Lisa Bodell. And I really, well, I'm, I mean, I'm naturally obsessed with it. You're probably going to be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just talks about how easy it is to be complex. Like it is so much easier to be crazy and just have a mess and all that stuff in the sense of if you think about, and, and I was talking to somebody about just programs and, and building programs and how it seems like a lot of people will stuff programs, um, not necessarily for value, but just to have perceived value. Um, of just, well, look at these 500 things that's are, that are in this course. So obviously it should be two grand. Um, and mm. when I look at courses, I'm looking at, are they able to be as simple as possible? Like, could these 10 videos really be two videos that are like actually going to get you one, it's going to take you less time to consume the videos. So that's a win. And two, like, it's actually going to get you to like, 
get the work done faster. Your results. Get you results faster. So, um, so that that's something that I am really, really keen on. And you know, I understand the marketing aspect of saying you have 500 things in a course and, and whatever else. And so I'm not knocking it per se. I just think that simplicity is really where the biggest wins can come in your business. 100%. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's I, I see the same thing with program um, development. And I think it is really focusing on what is the result here. And um, what's the fastest way for someone to get this result, because we all only have so much time. And right. so does it really make sense to consume all of this stuff? Or is there a shorter way to get there. Like I get theory and I get understanding, you right, know, right. principles behind things, but I also think that there's a way to deliver it in a way that's respectful of people's time and energy and also your energy as the creator as well. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Well, where can people find you online? Uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're hanging out. Yeah. So you can visit my website, which is theprojectdesigner.com. Um, and you can also, I've become like kind of obsessed with Instagram lately. So if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I believe my (laughs) handle is, uh, well, it's Instagram.com forward slash the project designer. So yes, please, um, come follow me. I have a lovely pup named Scout and, um, (laughs) so if you enjoy what you've heard today, I post some business stuff, but there's also um, puppy pictures. So I think that's a good, not good mar- that's good marketing, <laughs> right? Mix. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to do business without a puppy? Not anybody. No. Um, <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Nicole, for being on. And, and I think that this, this interview will be a lot of help to a lot of people. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. I, I really appreciate it. And it was It was good just chatting about systems with you because I think that we speak a lot of the same language when it comes to (laughs) to systems and setups. So thank you. Thanks for listening to Systems Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.